everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 32. Uh, we hope everyone had a great holiday if you celebrated Thanksgiving. Uh, we know that we did. Yes, we know we celebrated hard. Hard. By that, we ate our own body weight in stuffing. Yeah. It was delicious. So delicious. Um, yeah. We don't really have uh, too much to talk about at the top of the show. No. Um do you have anything? Uh, no, I just want to quickly mention that the day this episode drops, uh, Thursday, November 29th, uh, I'll be appearing at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, New York for a part, for a part? I'll be a part of a show called Comedy Death Match. That sounds dangerous. It are, does. You, are you sure? Like you, are you a dangerous man now, Kevin? I am. I, uh, I think I'm going to get into some fisticuffs while there. Okay. Uh, verbal fisticuffs, that is. Oh, okay. And I think that a joke is going to suplex somebody. Wow. Right right through their mat. Fighting words, like actual fighting words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literal fighting words. Yeah. Uh, probably I'll just get real nervous and, and wet myself. Cool. That's probably what'll happen. Didn't you have a grandfather who was a boxer? I did. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's in your blood My, to be a fighter. It is. Yeah, you're right. And he also did some professional wrestling. Yeah. But this was like way early, like early 1900s. Yeah. He wasn't... Uh, but still. He didn't have like a sequin robe and wasn't uh, pile-driving people. He might have. There's Photos were black and white. You don't know. <laughs> I just assumed he was wearing a bath towel. But there was bling. <laughs> well, he was married previously before he met my grandmother. Uh-huh. And I think all of his... Any stories of his wrestling and boxing uh, career... All kind of this, we, the, we didn't inherit that stuff. You didn't we never talked those about stories. It. Yeah, we didn't get those stories. Those stories were went to the first wife during the divorce. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Bummer. <laughs> huh. But yeah, so we don't really know much. We have a couple faded photos. Yeah. And then a couple news articles about him, and that's about it. Yeah. And I just like to pretend that he used to jump off the top rope and drop elbows on people. And you know what? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? And. You can carry on that legacy, but with words. And that's again Thursday, November 29th, Helium Comedy Club, Buffalo, New York. And what time is that? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Are tickets available at the door? Tickets available at the door and tickets available at buffalo.helium.com. It's Comedy Deathmatch, three teams of three competing for the ultimate comedy prize. Are tickets $10? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Let's go with $10. All right. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds like a good good amount to spend. If we're wrong. Don't sue us. Yeah. Don't be we mad don't, about it. We don't have. Just bring some extra cash. Just bring 20 bucks with you. Just bring, to be on the safe side. Maybe bring a rich date. There you go. Maybe like, I left my wallet at home. Date. <laughs> this, is, this is you. Wow. This is oddly reminiscent of our first date, actually. You were talking in that same tone. <laughs> I forgot my wallet. Uh, no, that was you. Yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot my wallet. I was like, hey, yeah. this is really embarrassing. Yeah. Would you mind paying? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you on the next uh, date. What do you say? Yeah. So does that mean, yes, we got a date number two? That's how the whole thing went. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this. All right. Sounds good. Let's see if you can figure out some stuff here. All right, so th if this is the first time you're listening, uh, we each have three headlines, but only one of them is real, and we're going to figure out which one that is in a little game we like to call Fake Headlines. 
You're listening to the Fake Headlines Podcast. Brought to you by Fake Headlines... Podcast people. People, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And also, Kitty Box Press. (laughs) Uh, We do hope that everyone had a chance to maybe go to kittyboxpress.com on uh, Saturday. So, Small Business Saturday. Yeah, over there in Rochester, New York. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even though that day is over, doesn't mean you can't go there. Yeah, you can go there any Saturday you want to. Don't You don't have to go because of a snazzy marketing day. Yeah, just do what you want. Yeah, you're a free human being with free will. Yeah. Thanks, Kitty Box Press. <laughs> okay, Kevin, um, article number one. Okay. Rhinestone vest-wearing pigeon reunited with family. Rhinestone vest-wearing pigeon reunited with family. Was it a family that was also wearing rhinestone vests? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is going to be good. Denim. <laughs> uh, article number two. Woman claims Emmett Kelly figurine has followed her to three different states. Woman claims Emmett Kelly Kelly figurine has followed her to three different states. That's creepy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one. Italian bakery raided after Pitzel print. Mistaken for criminal trade code. (laughs) Say that again. Italian bakery raided after Pitzel print. Mistaken. For criminal trade code. So the print on the Pitzel was... They thought it was something naughty. It wasn't. Okay. Interesting. And you're telling you're telling me that one of these stories is an actual real story that you found somewhere. Yeah. I find this highly uh, hard to believe. From a very legitimate source. <laughs> these are all very bizarre. Other uh, than my brain. <laughs> rhinestone vest-wearing pigeon reunited with family. Yeah. So I like to imagine that this pigeon, wherever it ended up, was flown like in a commercial airline back home because it had flown so far. Mm-hmm. And it's getting off the plane wearing a rhinestone vest. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of people, children, adults, an old grandmother, all in rhinestone vests, all with their arms reached out as they get off the plane and walk towards them through the airport. Yeah. As to the delight of cheers from the onlookers. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what? So you've read the article? Yeah, and this is the real one. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. You uh, you found this article on pigeonapparel.com, correct? I did. Yeah, it's my favorite website, Pigeon mm-hmm. Apparel. I Pigeon like, Apparel. I like to see what's new for the for the season. Their, uh, their theme song is, uh, I'm a rhinestone winged friend. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep, yeah, that's the, that's what the, that's what plays mm-hmm. in the background while you're yeah. on the website. Yep, you're correct. Mm-hmm. Uh rhinestone vest wearing. Why was a pigeon wearing a rhinestone vest? Was it like some kind of showbird? Why wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess if I was a pigeon, I would want to be wearing something snazzy. I mean, clearly it was a carrier pigeon, so it was delivering very um royal messages. <laughs> like a singing telegram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is is that bird doing jazz wings? What's it doing? <laughs> huh, who knew a bird could do a jazz square? 
Well, it's highly impressive. I don't even care what the message is. Oh, God, everyone I know is dead. <laughs> what you, what's what that you got attached there, little guy? <laughs> Let me just unfold this little note here. Uh, I want a divorce. Well, what a snazzy way to deliver that news. <laughs> I can't be mad. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> My wife went through a very elaborate <laughs> pigeon hiring. <laughs> Did she make the sequin vest? I don't know. I mean, she was very talented. She could bedazzle it. She could, and that's why she deserves better than me. <laughs> uh, I like to imagine, like, uh, like on in New York City, like along Broadway, all the pigeons have like sequin vests on and like little <laughs> and little canes. <laughs> All the pigeons wearing vests on Broadway. Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just nice. It's just nice. Unlike those Canadian geese and their denim vests. <laughs> yeah, it's all denim all the time. Uh, denim pants. <laughs> They're very apologetic about it though. They're they're constantly like sorry. They they really are. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinestone vest wearing pigeon. That's so mm-hmm. strange. Yeah. So it somehow it was separated from its family. Isn't that so sad? That is very sad. So yeah. like was it uh, someone's pet or was it just like a like a rogue band of pigeon of uh rhinestone best wearing pigeons i'm gonna guess it was set up by a family that were people people right not just uh they <laughs> i don't think a pigeon can bedazzle i don't think that they have they have bird brains they can't do that <laughs> chloe what do you know about bird brains yeah. our, our cat's very intrigued our cat heard us talking about birds and is all over us right now yeah. trying to get into the podcast studio yeah so it uh it was separated from its family it needed to get back home to its family. It achieved said goal. That's amazing. Um, while looking snazzy the whole time. Did, did I wonder if it had a hat? Was it wearing a hat as well? Oh, most definitely. I think it would be wearing maybe like a little like a little sequin aviator hat. Yeah. And goggles. Yeah, definitely goggles. Yeah, you don't want to get stuff in your eye when you're flying. Yeah, uh, that's tough. Yeah. And um, tiny little. Sawarski crystals on its talons. Of course. Yeah. Only the classiest uh, rhinestone vest for pigeons. Yeah. The family pigeon. Mm-hmm. Also, why does a family have a pigeon as a pet? That also sounds like a poor pet to have. Why not? People have other unique pets. Like mm, This is true. Pigs. Iguanas. Iguanas, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You know, why am I discriminating against the pigeon? Yeah. It's a noble bird. Yeah, I bet they're really sweet. Chloe, would you like to get a pigeon? She seems very into it. Yeah. Our cat. I think she would love for us to get a bird. Very into birds. Mm-hmm. Very much. Uh, yeah. That's Lost Bird, Found Its Home. I love a happy ending. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I, I like that too. It's, uh, it's There's closure to that story. Yeah. It's like, Isn't that great? Yeah. It's like Pigeon Goes West. Yeah. You know, but makes it home. Mm-hmm. And on the little sequin vest, there's little stickers of where it's been, like an old suitcase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know. Maybe this pigeon did have a suitcase. Oh, that's true. Oh, and it still lost its luggage. had to file a claim. Yeah. There's like a little tiny suitcase filled with more sequin, different color sequin vests. Yeah. Just For every occasion. Out there. Every <sighs> day of the week. Get it together, American Airlines. Y- yeah. 
I, I say American Airlines because they lost one of our bags once. They did. But they did bring it the next day. That was kind. On a Sunday, which was nice. Was that our honeymoon? It was coming back from our honeymoon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we Because we got stuck in Chicago on the... the Runway? Runway for area. hours. Yeah, we landed. We were so hungry. Oh my God, we landed and we were like 30 airplanes deep in a row waiting to get to the airport. And then we had like an hour and a half or two hours to get to our next plane. And then finally we made it to the airport to get off the airplane. And then we had to run we had to, to run. our gate. And if you've never seen me, I'm not much of a runner. And I was also wearing flip-flops. We were both wearing flip-flops because we were flying from California back to New York. But you're more used to running or maneuvering in flip-flops. I was still new to the flip-flop game at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. I was about as remarkable as a pigeon wearing a rhinestone vest running through the airport. Yeah, we made it, though. But we made it, and here we are. I mean, it happened like last year, so here we are. So clearly we made it home. And uh, But we, yeah, our bags uh, were delayed. Yeah. Great story. Great story, everybody. Yeah. We all we all learned a lot about our lives there. Yeah. Running, flip-flops, challenges that we can overcome. Yeah. Just like that bird. Yeah. We are one with that bird. Ish. Sort of, yeah. Not, not entirely. Uh, so, woman claims an Emmett Kelly figurine has followed her to three states. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Emmett Kelly is? Yeah. He's the clown, right? Mm-hmm. The sad clown? Yeah. Or is it just a clown? Um, he's a hobo clown. Hobo clown. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he was in the circus. Okay. It was well known, like the, I think 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Wow. He had a, he had a long clown in career. He did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely aware of who he is. I feel like that's the kind of career that you really have to commit to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, once you're clowning, you're clowning. You're in it for life. <laughs> you clown? Are you clowning? Are you downing? Are you clowning? You down and clowning? You down for clowning? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the only other... Give me a little squeak of that nose. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little squeak, squeak if you're on board with this clowning. <laughs> you know, I got to say... The... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't do it like Tig Nataro. She's so good. <laughs> the um the only other clown I can think of that has had as successful and as long a career is of course Ronald McDonald. Yeah, you're right. I was gonna say insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs> but you're actually right. <laughs> you know, one time I was at McDonald's and said, Give me and Ronald McDonald said to me, Give me a little Hong Kong if you're down for the clown. <laughs> And I was like, what, Mr. Ronald? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a little honk honk if you're down for the clown. (laughs) Did we just create a phrase? (laughs) I'm certain all the kids will be saying it in no time. Sweeping the nation next starting Thursday. Give me a little honk honk if you're down with the clown. <laughs> uh, Ronald would never say that. To, he would never say that to people. He's busy collecting money for his house, and uh, it's a very noble gesture that he does. There's nothing weird about Ronald McDonald. But back to the Zemet Kelly. Now here's a weird clown. No, he was fine. He was weary Willie. Was that really his name? No, his real name was Emmett Kelly, but his 
clown's name was Weary Willie. We, was it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just assumed that he had like a very proper name for a clown. <laughs> like, <laughs> my name is Emmett Kelly. Sir <laughs> Emmett Kelly. He sticks out his hand. There's like a joy buzzer. Oh, Emmett Kelly. <laughs> you rap scallion. And then he tries to make up for it by a sniff of his very freshly picked flower and it just spurts you in the face. <laughs> then he's like, no, seriously, I'm going to take your picture now. No funny business. He takes the picture and ink squirts out of the, the flash. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, oh, man, look at that tiny planet far away. Here, use my little telescope. <laughs> and then you end up with a black ring around your eye. It's just a series of tricks. Mr. Emmett Kelly, I've had enough of your shenanigans. <laughs> you are one wacky clown. <laughs> I am ill-prepared for such shenanigans. I feel like that's the only way you would talk to Emmett Kelly. Yeah, yeah he's very proper. He's yeah. the proper clown. Yeah. Also known as the proper clown. Yes. Yeah, he, he would teach mm-hmm. etiquette. He had a column in the newspaper next to Dear Abby. Mm-hmm. It was all about like how to lay yeah. your silverware properly. Very fancy things, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good old Weary Willie. Oh, Weary Willie. So the hobo clown... <laughs> Uh, is kind of a weary willy now sounds like <laughs> like the creep you try to avoid on your block. <laughs> stay, uh, kids. Uh, I know it's Halloween, but stay away from weary willies. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna roll up a poem and hand it to you, and no candy. He's he's a sad sack. Yep. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I don't remember, and it's probably okay. Okay. Uh, Weary Willy. What do, oh, the hobo clown. Like it's a, That's not something that is uh, like okay anymore. <laughs> like It's one of those things that just seems like from another time period that yeah. people don't really like get the significance of anymore. And it's uh, like your clowns are now very uh, flashy, almost like a sequin-wearing pigeon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, because of, I, well, I think Emmett Kelly, I believe the inspiration was from, uh, the great depression. Like yeah. that was, that was a, a lot of the, the, the hobo look yes. was inspired by the great depression. So yeah. and I think it kind of, right. I think people identified with this character kind of, uh, and I think that's what kind of sparked the popularity of it yeah so then he is a very different clown instead of coming out of the circus and doing like a trapeze act or some sort of slapstick um he would come out and do like kind of like a sad and silly so that the audience would be like oh okay i didn't know that i didn't realize i just assumed the weary will like i was trying to figure out in my head how this would work because he the name sort of implies kind of like a downtrodden fella Mm-hmm. And he's sort of dressed the yeah. part, but then how do you, what's the gimmick? Right. Like, but so it is kind of like a sad, funny, not sad, but like, yeah. but like, yes, bad things happen to him. Kind of dumb things happen. Yeah. And you, you feel a little bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's all in good fun. Yeah. What a weird, that's difficult because you've got to get the, you've got to win people over and you got to get them to care enough about you to like, yes, that's a very delicate act i think that yeah. he was doing it's interesting and he was very successful yeah clearly we're talking about him in 2018 yeah and he died like 40 years ago um yeah so this woman said that she had a statue uh, uh like a figurine a figurine right? almost said statue 
uh, figurine. That would be creepy, though. Like a 10-foot statue following you around. You just oh, you turn around. And it's like out <laughs> looking in your window. <laughs> I'm on the 45th floor of this apartment building. How? <laughs> Weary Willie is here. Oh. I will always be with you. Uh, so weary. Yeah, so she she claims that this figurine that she has left behind and so she's purposely tried to get rid of this thing and it mm-hmm. keeps popping back up like maybe throws it in the garbage mm-hmm. at apartment a and then moves somewhere else uh-huh. and then all of a sudden the figurines like on the she'll find it in a box in her new oh. place mm-hmm. oh yeah like it crawled out of the garbage much like the great depression <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Yep>. uh. <laughs> We'll get there again. Um, <laughs> that's really creepy to think that uh, it would. Ooh. So three times it just popped. That would be kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so. It was. Yeah, in three different states. Has that ever happened to you where you've thrown something away or tried to get rid of something and it pops back? Other than me. <laughs> and it keeps popping back up. Maybe just my past, I, I think. Oh, <laughs> just when you think you've got it dead buried, it comes back out. Yeah, what the hell? Well, anybody in your family ever experienced anything like that where they've got like something pops up or any kind of weird? No, actually, surprisingly, stuff? Yeah. surprisingly, things have disappeared and reappeared, but really, yeah. Well, I mean, not, not like in front of you, but you've missed like something disappears and all of a sudden it's there again, right? Yeah, that like was a pair of shoes or something, right? Yeah, that was when I first realized Dad's house was haunted. Yeah, I remember that story. Because I was like, I don't understand what the hell happened. Right. And it used to happen a lot when when my um. Well, explain explain this story here with the the first time this this happened. <laughs> uh, I I hadn't yet lived with my dad, so I I had just come from camp, and so I had a pair of like. I think they were like the Birkenstock style sort of sandals. Like a sandal? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was summertime, and um, I was at my dad's house, and I must have been like nine or ten, and uh, I went downstairs barefoot and had breakfast. Came back upstairs, went to grab my shoes to go outside and play, um, but I could only find one sandal. So I looked everywhere in my room. I looked under my bed, I looked in my closet, I looked through my suitcase, my dad came up, he helped me look under dressers and all that, and to no avail, could not find it. So I ended up uh, just wearing sneakers for the day, and then didn't return to my room until I went to bed, and as I went to go to bed and I came up into my room... Um, my missing sandal was there in my suitcase, slightly covered up with clothes and, um, it scared the piss out of me. And my dad just laughed about it. Like, like he couldn't explain to me like, oh, this is something that occurs sometimes. Uh, right. Because at that age, I was, I was too young, but like, I thought you were going to say you walked in the room and the sandal hit you in the face. No, I (laughs) very thankful. I would, (laughs) that would explain my fear of sandals when that, uh, (laughs) anytime someone puts their feet up on the desk and you're around, (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, get off the floor. What happened? (laughs) But yeah. Uh, so that occurred when I was a kid and yeah. Um, but it things like that would happen all the time. Like, like they're, were things around the house that would just disappear and reappear and whatever. I remember mm-hmm. this. Uh, I when I was in high school, I stayed 
at a friend's house in Florida on spring break, and their house was... Oh, uh, I know was, whose house you're talking about. Yeah, their yeah. house was very haunty that he was in. Uh, so, like, like the first night I was there, like, I didn't re- know going into it. They were I was given this debriefing of what to expect, and I was like, what? Like, how can this... What? And... Uh, <laughs> So things like that would happen. Like I remember I had like a CD, like a portable CD player or something and some CDs. And like, I remember a CD, like not being able to find a seed, this certain CD. Mm-hmm. And then it was just there. Like, right. Like an hour later, it was just like where I thought it was. It was where like, does it go? Where do things wasn't go? There. And it really, it was like, how is it possible? Like, I don't That's why I if, think it's interdimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I don't know if I believe any of this stuff. Because I was young and I hadn't been exposed to, uh-huh. I'd watched Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like that. But it you was hadn't like, yet met me and the ghosts <laughs> in my dad's right. house. Right, right. There was no ghost hunters or anything like that to like kind of, you know what I mean? So it was all like, what is happening here? There's nothing, like I've, how could that possibly make sense? Mm-hmm. And then you hear all this, the things they would tell us about interactions they would have. And it's like, well, how can this be happening? Like, how can all of these people be experiencing these this phenomenon for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and then it's like oh yeah something just disappeared that i just set down two seconds ago it's very freaky and then it reappears right i mean not in front like I said, again i didn't see it rematerialize but you know upon looking back and you know like an hour later there it was and mm-hmm. it wasn't like somebody had taken it or anything like that you know it's just weird man and that's why i think it is some kind of dimensional slip yeah it's, it's the only thing that makes sense in my yeah, brain. It, it, it sounds crazy, but th- these are things that happened. <laughs> There's no explanation. <laughs> as far as like, uh, a figurine following this woman to three different states, I I wonder if there was something attached to this object that was then also attached to her. Must be. Or if like... Like a haunted doll type situation happening. Yeah, I, I know I've seen that on TV shows. Yeah. Don't like dolls. Gross. That Robert, that haunted doll. Oh, oh, that's oh, gross. Yeah, oh, let's not talk about it. It's so upsetting. Yeah, you can oh. you can Google it at home if, yeah, you're, if you're on the, your phone right it's now. It's basically like Annabelle, but yeah, like yep. the real life story of it. Right. Yeah, it's gross. And it's upsetting. It is very upsetting. <laughs> dolls uh, should not be real. No. Unless. Or if you just want to handle, you know, a mildly uh, creepy story, just watch uh, Talking Tina in the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so the, yeah, the, so doll must be so haunted in some way, right? There must be some kind of spirit involved. Well, it's not even a doll; it's just like a, a figure, a right? little figurine, like a porcelain yeah. figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's uh, some which kind my of dad has also had porcelain figures of Emmett Kelly. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's why I've seen. Like, I can see that's it in my head. Yeah. 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 So I would think that the object would be haunted. It's just like my dad's. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh. Yeah, the, this so there must be some kind of spirit attached to it. I don't think it's a uh, alive. Mm-hmm. The, it's not a. There must be a spirit encased in the porcelain. Mm-hmm. That is. Uh, but why is it trying to follow her? Like, what's is the that? Attachment? What you call your poop? <laughs> a spirit encased in porcelain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys, I made a poop joke. <laughs> It was clever, right? It was. <laughs> um, I'm in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm older. Look at us. We're acting like a couple of mature weary, people. Weary willies. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I think I would, if this thing kept popping back up, like, <laughs> it, 
Mm. Just like a weary willy, well, am that, I right? That weary willy keeps popping up. <laughs> <laughs> Not so weary, is it? Um, I think I would take it and drive it to the dump and throw it. And then I imagine driving back home. And then the figurine is on the mantle again. It like beats me home somehow. What if it just demands respect? You know, like mm. maybe it wants to have a bedazzled vest. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe the Emmett figurine. His vest was pretty drab. You right. know what it I mean? It was the Depression, right? It's not. You're not wearing. There weren't a lot of like when you look at black and white photos from the Depression. Uh huh. Those gentlemen standing in line are not wearing sequin vests. No, and you know what? They deserve it. They deserve to wear sequins. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think we've solved the mystery. Just like your boxing grandpa. So if she were to just design a sequin vest, mm-hmm. problem solved. Put it put it to rest. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. The doll would then find a new home. Yeah. On Broadway. Yeah. On Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the third story here. Uh... Italian bakery raided after Pizzell's print mistaken for criminal trade code. Criminal trade code. Mm-hmm. So like a symbol, like a, some kind of like, uh, like, a like a gang illi- symbol or illegal a... trading business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Illegal trading business. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show me those pastries. <laughs> I believe there's a criminal enterprise afoot here. Yeah. Don't show me no pits. Now you said Pitzel. That's the Pitzels, yeah. Pitzel. Pitzels. Pitzel. 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 It's like pizza, but it's L at the end. Pitzel. 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 Okay. Sorry. So what is it? <laughs> <laughs> like a pretzel? No, it's um, it's like a, it's kind of, it's like an Italian flat waffle cookie. Okay, and there was an image on it. Yeah. And that image... The, see, the FBI, or whoever rated it, mm. like the... The, the f- European equivalent? The feds, you know? The feds. <laughs> uh, they, they would... Um, uh, well, I don't know if it was in Italy. I know it says Italian bakery, That's but there are Italian bakeries here, too. That's true. Um, yeah, they, they thought it was... they. They mistook the image that was printed on the pizzelle as something. They saw what they wanted to see. Okay. So they thought it was something that was criminal related to a case that they were working. Oh. So they thought that these were the people that they were looking for. Interesting. This is not the pizzelle you're looking for. <laughs> if you want to look at my pastries, you're going to have to serve a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled up in a delicious Mama. lemon spring roll. Mama's back in the kitchen just slamming that rolling pin against her hand. <laughs> Come at me, bro. I also, when you mentioned this criminal uh, picture, mm-hmm. um, you know how like, uh, I don't know if this was a real, I guess it was real. In the 80s, there was a lot of fear of like um, different types of acid that were going around. And they were like, if there's a picture of like Pac-Man on it. Be careful. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going to like be, it's like a deadly strain of mm-hmm. hallucinogen or something mm-hmm. like that. I so kind of remember, I think recently that was talked about on My Favorite Murder. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. There was there was like a news story like every couple months or something like that. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Are your, do your children have a, what looks like a sticker of He-Man 
Well, don't let them lick it because it's filled with acid and it's going to kill them. It's weird stories <laughs> yeah. like that. The 80s were a weird time. It was a very fearful time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very scary time. That explains so much mm-hmm. about your reckless generation. Hey, man. Fearless. I didn't make the rules. Reckless. <laughs> Rebels. We were all looking for our own sequin vests, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so this uh, Patel, and then they, they felt like Ooh. real dum-dums when yeah. they were like, ah, shit, we blew the case. I hope they at least bought the bakery some, uh, or at least bought from the bakery some some delicious baked goods to make up for it. Oh, yeah, it was all about the donuts <laughs> and the rolls <coughs> and the pies and the Patels and the cannolis. And the cannolis. Get your hands off my cannolis. <laughs> You're gonna need a warrant for these cannolis. <laughs> Talk to my lawyer. <laughs> Does anyone know how to make a cannoli? Because I'd I'd like to try that. What's the cannoli again? Is that the the cannoli has like round thing? It's like a okay, so it's it's like a hollowed out hard pastry. Mm-hmm. And on the inside, it has like a ricotta, sweet ricotta cheese mixture. Mm. I know it sounds weird. It does sound but weird. But like, it's like a delicious, it's, there's no, it's a cream filled hard, hard pastry. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm familiar. Just Google a picture of a cannoli. Maybe I will. They always look really good. I'm just always afraid to get one and then like maybe I don't like it or it's too rich for me or something. Like too okay. sweet. Yeah, I see I see what you're so talking like, about. Like super sweet stuff, but they always look so delicious. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had a cannoli before. Mm-hmm. They always look good. They probably have nuts in them. That's probably why you've avoided them. I don't right. think they all have nuts in them though. I think they're usually just like a plain sweet pastry with like a cheese filling. Hmm. It does sound delightful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound criminal at all. No. I feel bad for this Italian bakery. Yeah. Place got, well, I mean, stuff getting knocked over, all those pastries going to waste. I know. Pastries becoming wastries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah. Pastries becoming wasteries. <laughs> what was the phrase from earlier? Give a little squeak squeak if you're down with the clown. Honk honk. <laughs> Give me a little honk honk if you're down with the clown. Give me a little honk honk if you're down. That's what they, that's what they said. They knocked on the door like, FBI. Give me a Hong Kong if you're down with the clown. <laughs> they're like, excuse me, I'm just a simple bakery. We <laughs> don't understand what this new phrase means. <laughs> Stop being so sweet in there. I mean that literally. Yeah. And then boom, chaos. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think that's yeah. how it went down. Yeah, isn't it? That, but... Imagine being the person who made that mistake of like blowing the case yeah. and like thinking like, oh, this is exactly the missing clue we were looking for. Yeah. Or like having, because you have to convince like a lot of people to be in on this raid. Like it can't, <laughs> right. like, it's not like it's. Raids just, aren't willy nilly. They're not. Or weary willy. They're none of that. None. No. They are. You know what I imagined was like that show Blind Spot where the person has is covered in tattoos. Uh huh. And like they they like focus in on one of the tattoos. If you've ever seen the show, they the ladies covered in tattoos. Each tattoo is like a clue for like this thing. And pretty good analysis uh, synopsis. Yeah. Um, 
If you so do I, say so yourself. So, so I imagine they zoom in on the tattoo and then they run it through the FBI database and it comes back as a match for this bakery. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. And then they're like, we got to go now. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> they're moving dozens of donuts by the minute. <laughs> Captain, we got to get in there right away. Do you even know what's in that powdered sugar? <laughs> it's not just sugar. <laughs> They make a spring roll to die for, and I ain't dying for it. <laughs> I wish I could remember that guy's name. The, the the main guy. Oh, yeah. On Blind Spot? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Clinton? No, that's not right. His name's not Clinton. Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. Trent McClinton is his name. <laughs> that's it, yeah. FBI Director Trent McClinton. Yeah. And his ragtag group of pastry chefs slash FBI agents. Yeah. Slash uh, foodies. <laughs> they're food bloggers. So, yeah, they're and food FBI bloggers. Agents. Yeah. They, they um, you know, they get a lot out of that stress somehow. So they just like to treat themselves to a good, a good meal here and there. And then just write about it, you know, it just like gets out all the feelings from the day yeah. or any like really tough raids that they've had to do that day or like as many times that they've had guns um in their faces or bullets fly towards their face so it's just like a great way to just relieve stress just, you know just wind down yeah it's a good, uh, good pastry you mm-hmm. know wind yeah. down as a foodie <laughs> yeah <laughs> i still think trying to think of that guy's name it's so stupid how it gets you get like it's a, i know it's like a one syllable yeah. it's like clint trent right <laughs> Clive. Clive. Clive's the guy from my zombie. Um Kurt. Kurt. Kurt Weller. I was getting there. You were close. Clint, Trent, Clint. What's his name? I don't remember. Kurt. <laughs> Kurt Weller. <laughs> Director Weller. We gotta get to that bakery pronto. <laughs> Jane, you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> Get a baker's dozen of our best agents and get down there. Just if you just want a brief synopsis of how things go down, just like do a quick Google of like a two, maybe a 20 to 30 second clip of Blind Spot. And it's usually Kurt just being like, Jane, you with me. <laughs> and then it's like dramatic looks of sexual attention. And then they go on their way. Yep. That's, that's every episode explosions. When we stopped watching it. Yeah. And explosions. That's also, yeah, we did stop watching it. We are like, we're far where we gave up a lot. We stopped watching a lot of shows due to the British bake off currently British baking show. Yeah. Well, also cause like summer happened and we had lives to lead. Yeah, that's true too. There is life outside of television, Mm But not outside of podcasts. You no. can take us anywhere. We can go with you. We're with you right now. And yeah. we're always going to be with you. Yeah, we're always with you. We're, all, we're like an Emmett Kelly doll that never goes away. You can throw us in the trash, but we'll come back. We're two porcelain dolls filled with laughter that want to be with you forever. We'll follow you to more than three states. We'll follow you to all 50, baby. <laughs> we'll stop at every bakery along the way, too, if that's what it takes. I don't know what country you live in, but maybe you have a Providence, and we'll follow you there, too. Yeah, we'll go to your bakery, whatever. We got passports. Yeah, we're here. We're with you. Yeah, all the time. Forever. Hey, Kevin, which one do you think is real? Oh, my God. I really don't know. These are all absurd. Thank you. Um...
I'm going to go with the bakery story as being real. Really? Yeah. It's a fake headline. Fake headline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then my number two and my final guess, the Emmett Kelly doll thing. That's a fake headline. Well, gosh darn it. It's been a you while since you've gotten one wrong. I know. These are good. These are good ones. These are all weird. I thought really hard about these. So a rhin- so oh God. A rhinestone pigeon. There it is. Rhinestone pigeon reunited with family from NPR and actual legitimate news. I told you. You did say that earlier. You're like, this is from a legitimate source. Yeah. Oh god, let's hear this article. Alright. Okay. As Kevin said, this is from a legitimate source, NPR. Rhinestone vest-wearing pigeon reunited with family. <laughs> like a rhinestone pigeon. One of a well-dressed, bedazzled pigeon who appears to have gone on the bird equivalent of Rumspringa. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to the city and see what life's like for other pigeons. I gotta see what's out there before I could fully commit to this family. If I'm gonna wear this vest forever with you guys, I gotta know for sure. You gotta set me free, and if it's true, I'll come back. And then he came back with a mission, or with a message, he not came, a mission. He came back with several bedazzled vests for everybody. Yeah. Olive, a pet pigeon who has now become famous for strutting around in a handmade rhinestone studded vest, <laughs> took advantage of an outing with her adoptive mother, Marlette Fernando, in Phoenix. Oh. Uh, and for the first time in its life, flew away from home. Oh. After getting out of the car, apparently, Olive really enjoys riding shotgun. Uh, the pigeons circled the house a few times and took off, Fernando said in a statement. The family was devastated. Aww. There were tears, hand-wringing, and a search party. <laughs> Her husband, Norman, a man of letters, wrote a poem. <laughs> My throat closed. Heart dropped. I confess. Dark, the sense of loss, I profess. That was a did he did he write a pigeon haiku? <laughs> a man of letters. <laughs> also, when you mentioned that the paired with this picture, <laughs> when you said this was in Arizona and the bird was riding shotgun, like I imagine in Arizona they actually do have a shotgun in the seat next to them and the bird sitting on top of it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, because it's Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four days later. Olive landed a little worse for wear in Glendale. Four days. Yeah. Wow. About 10 miles from their home, where a woman turned the bird oval over, nestled in a box to Fallen Feathers Rescue Center. Uh, really? Yeah. Fallen Feathers. That's kind of cute. When I opened the box and saw it, I let out a huge laugh, Jody Kiernan, who owns the shelter, told NPR. A normal day at Fallen Feathers might include performing a surgery on a duck with a hook caught in its delicate neck. Oh, God. Poor ducks. Why is that happening? Or mending an owl's broken wing. But coming across a decked-out pigeon wearing a rhinestone flight suit? <laughs> this was no ordinary pigeon. <laughs> this was a show pigeon. Gene, you're with me. Uh, 
I've never seen anything like this. I've been doing this for 20 years, she told NPR. Hong Kong, if you're down with the clown. That's a pigeon. <laughs> Uh, that's silly. Uh, two things were immediately obvious to her. First, the bird belonged to someone who show- showered her with love. Second, she was likely a teenage bird. They kind of rebel at that age, and that's probably why she decided to go off on her big adventure. It's <laughs> according to the shelter. Um... Other thing she noticed was that her feathers were beat up very badly, and the bird was very hungry. She clearly doesn't know how to be a wild bird. I'm sure she was looking for food in a bowl. Uh, mm. Kieran said, in most lost bird cases, it's highly unusual to bring owner and pet back together. She figured she would likely have to put Olive, whom she'd begun to call Liberace, <laughs> of course, for obvious reasons, <laughs> up for adoption. Luckily, a Facebook post had gone viral and the internet masses, followed by an onslaught of media coverage, took up the cause. Pictures of the bird and her flamboyant... Uh, Regala uh, ping their way across Arizona and the globe. Eventually, a friend of Fernando's read about the bird online, and on, and um, Mom and Pigeon were reunited. Kieran described the scene. Olive was a little nervous at first, but within a few minutes, she was all snuggled up with her mom. <laughs> uh, do do Okay, the reunion was delightful, and it brought some answers, namely the story behind the blingy suit. It turns out it's practical. It serves as a diaper that we change twice daily. <laughs> oh, God. The sequin vest practical. is a diaper? Mm-hmm. What kind of vest goes around your butt? <laughs> That's not a vest. A jumpsuit? <laughs> it's like a singlet. <laughs> <laughs> a onesie, if you will. <laughs> what is that, though? A it's blinged a, out onesie. It's a sequin romper that we put on the pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> um... Where was I here? You made me lose my spot. I'm sorry. That was just a bizarre thing. (laughs) Uh, The flashy additions reflect Olive's proclivity for sparkly objects, which Fernando said the bird collects and deposits in an unknown location. Wait, are they still talking about the diaper? Yep. (laughs) Uh, Since returning home, Olive's ornate vest has gotten an upgrade. Fernando has replaced missing stones lost on Olive's mysterious flyabout with Swarovski crystals. Oh. So fancy. Uh, And the two have made several television appearances together. Oh, my God. It's such a beautiful story, especially at this time of year, she sighed. We're also tired of sad stories and depressing news. We needed a happy ending. Indeed. Indeed. That's how it ends. Yeah. So that's really funny. All of the the blinged out bird. It's a pigeon. <laughs> this made me laugh very hard, and I could not believe that was real. I um I did not believe it was real. Clearly, because it was my third guess. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that was. Uh, let's gather our thoughts. Let's check our sequins. All right. And uh, are you ready for my articles? Mm-hmm. Honk, honk, and if you're down with the clown. <laughs> Only one of these articles is legitimate. All right. All right. Article number one. 2018 Cyber Monday sales drop slightly as more people opt for an in-person experience. 2018 Cyber Monday sales drop slightly as more people opt for an in-person experience. Okay. 
Article number two, romaine contamination, only the tip of the iceberg. Oh, God. Romaine contamination, only the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip. Just the tip. I think I figured out why these are contaminated. <laughs> yeah. It continues to happen. Uh, and article number three, Ice T says he's never had a bagel or coffee. Looks like we got ourselves an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you mean to tell me. Okay. All right, let's go with the first one first. 2018 Cyber Monday sales drop as people opt for a more in-person experience? Yes. So there's a little bit less uh, online shopping this year and a little bit more return to retail. Again, for our uh, worldwide listeners, uh, we have Cyber Monday uh, to pair up with Black Friday, as we explained last week. Um and uh, so Cyber Monday is basically online shopping. So there's like huge sales online. You know, there are That's a, basically it. Yes. And there are some other um, similar things around the world. Like I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but in China, mm-hmm. they have a day that is very similar to what we call Black Friday or Cyber Monday, where it's a big sales day of the year. So it's, I think this is a, a more common thing than we thought okay. last, last time we talked about, yeah. about Black Friday. Cool. All right. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, I, I suppose if this were the real article, that's a, a good thing if people are, um, wanting to go out and go shopping in person. Yeah. I mean, you know, on Black Friday, obviously that happens quite a bit, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, the idea of shopping online while very convenient because mm-hmm. you can do it whenever mm-hmm. stores never close. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is something missing. Maybe people are missing a certain experience that they're not able to replicate by buying stuff online. Right. Maybe able to feel, pick up things, feel them, try them on, mm-hmm. kind of look things over, compare. Mm-hmm. And you can always go back and order it online later if you really don't, you know, want to find a better, de- a better deal. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it is also important to support the physical world of, of stores. stores. Yeah, sure. And especially small businesses, especially. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. But, you know, because you think about like back in the, like in our parents' time, they would go to, you know, the downtown, like I'm, down, whatever, downtown Rochester or downtown wherever, downtown New York City, anywhere. These were like major hubs of, of commerce. The streets were flooded with people carrying packages and decorations Mm -hmm. christmas decorations and music playing and the smells of like christmas and song and cheer Mm -hmm. like all that's like completely wiped out now it's like a lot of angry people sometimes angry people in line waiting to go into like a big walmart type store yeah they're not like in the streets and you know like you watch a christmas story and they're out and about and there's all those kids there to see santa like all that stuff just doesn't yeah, I can't remember happened. the last time I've been. Well, I haven't been to the mall during Christmas time in a while. But I can't remember the last time I've been to the mall and I saw like a long line of kids waiting to see Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime I think that I can recall that we've seen this, it's been very like just a couple kids mm-hmm. and not like not what I remember from my childhood. Do you think kids just don't believe in Santa as much anymore? It could be part of it. 
I've, I don't have kids. Just so you, just so you know, Thanks. Just so you're clear. I, was, I don't have. I was <laughs> really worried. Like I was like, oh, is this the time that he's gonna tell me? Like what? But I would imagine that it's probably <laughs> about his <hard>. other family. <laughs> like my, like how my uncle was first, or my grandfather was first married uh, before he met my grandmother. I no, I'm, um, I would imagine that it's harder in 2018 to have kids believe in stuff like that anymore. The illusion, yeah, because there's so many so many more resources for breaking that. Yes. Basically. And, and I'm sure there's kids like the, whoever, like, I don't remember this happening, but like, but like I would imagine in the way our current world is, everybody wants to be for like the first and know, I know something you don't know. And like, I would imagine as soon as a kid finds out in school that Santa Claus isn't real, that they're blabbing it. And like, you know what I mean? Like they can't contain themselves. Yeah, like probably. I, like I was finding it to be harder for kids to maintain that illusion. Yeah, we were so young and naive back then. It was so much easier for us. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yep. I don't, I don't know if I ever believed in Santa. No, I don't recall ever believing in Santa. Oh. Well, thanks for. Did you ruin it for anybody? Not that I recall. I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure you didn't. I, I, why would I want to do that? I wouldn't want to do that. No, I don't think you would. I'm just saying but today, kids, I think, would want to do that. Yeah, because they're little shits. Right. I know something you don't know. Here's here's what's really going on. I know on. something you don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to the article. So for people going out and shopping in person, do you think that maybe... The people who are out shopping are out to try and recreate that feeling that they had in their youth of going out and filling the streets and, and spreading cheer and enjoying the actual gift giving part of the holidays versus it just being about receiving. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it is yeah. kind of recreating that those fond, fond childhood memories. Right. I don't know what I was going to say there. It was more about that rather than a good deal. Yes. And supporting the their town that they're in. Yeah. And supporting their community, okay. their neighborhood. Yeah. That's kind of nice. You know. I, I like that kind of feel good um, right. sort of story. That's that's great. I mean, you think about all the money that has flown directly from our bank accounts to Amazon for the last 15 years. Uh-huh. They've just made thousands and thousands of dollars so much. off of us. Yeah. Like, could we have bought some of that stuff locally? Probably. You know, could mm-hmm. I have bought a TV at Sears? Oh, I did. I did support Sears. You did. So never we mind. We both did. We did. <laughs> but they're still going out of business. So. Yeah. I guess you can't win all of them. Yeah. But you can try. Yeah. And we it's, can't it's, save Sears them isn't even like a mom and pop store, but still, it's just the idea that. It's been around for so long. Sears right. and Roebuck, like the Sears catalog. Like, the, that's mm-hmm. all. It, it's your dad has like some old reproductions of Sears catalogs that mm-hmm. are so fascinating to look at. Yeah, they're really neat. You could buy a house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a uh yeah, basically livestock. Uh a house that would be put together. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like anything. It was uh really it was the Amazon of its day. It was. It was absolutely analog, it was analog Amazon. What the hell's gonna take out Amazon? <laughs> Nothing. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forklifts. <laughs> that's what's taking out the amazon <laughs> oh 
Hmm. A nature joke. (laughs) 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 I was smart, right? (laughs) Smart and dark. That's me. I imagine Amazon's going to grow so big that, like, we will, like, be living inside of uh, one of their warehouses. (laughs) Like, those weird, like, if you've you've never seen this, uh, if you see footage inside of an Amazon fulfillment center, they have these like tall shelves with products in them and they're like robotic and they're like moving around on the floor on their own. It's so strange. Like those are going to be moving around us at all times as people are getting <laughs> like we won't have to go to the store. We will be a part of the store. Yeah. I think that's how it is. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I full heartedly uh, love the idea of people going out and shopping in person. Right. I to shop in person i'm one of those people i mean i do 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 i do do Do. (laughs) there was was enough pause there where people weren't thinking shit perfect (laughs) (laughs) i do do that was just like our wedding day (laughs) i do do Uh, i also (laughs) shop online but i do enjoy but uh but i do enjoy shopping in person if i can find things in person yeah i don't like black friday because i don't like crowds of Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. uh but yeah like it's fine Mm -hmm. like i enjoy going out and about it does kind of it has a nice it's something to do as well instead of just staring Mm -hmm. at your phone yeah being out and about is also nice walking around Shoving people, swearing in your head. Yeah, those are all fun things. Yeah, that we can do together. It. It's a good, it's a good uh, bonding moment for us when we mm-hmm. go out. And we kind of, we hate people together. It's yeah. nice. It's 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 lovely. I don't hold back too much though. <laughs> yeah, you really well. You don't in general. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this weird romaine lettuce. Yeah, what's the, what's the deal with romaine lettuce? Uh, I don't know, but it was very frightening when we went grocery shopping yesterday and nothing was on the shelves. <laughs> it, was, it was really strange. Like there It was, was like the apocalypse happened and lettuce. everything died. It was the apocalypse of lettuce yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like the shelves were bare of, of like mixed other, you know, whatever, uh, iceberg lettuce or spring mix. It was like all vegetables mix. though. Yeah. Well... The, the salad area specifically was all wiped out. And then in the place of where they would normally have <laughs> have packages of of lettuce, like the, the mixed bags of lettuce, whatever, they had like feta cheese and like other things that like maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you wanted a salad and we don't have it. But how about just a, a bowl of feta? It <laughs> <laughs> makes it better, right? I mean, that's right. Feta makes it better. It does. Am I right? Yeah. Um, and then some other weird things like that were just kind of skewn where the salad would be mm-hmm. and there were signs saying due to the romaine uh thing other salads are uh, kind of out of stock because people are switching yeah but uh, to something more healthy that has nutrients in it yeah romaine's not like the most uh nutrient dense it's right up there with iceberg of lettuces yeah i think it's popular because it's cheap uh-huh. and filling mm. it's probably fibrous uh-huh but uh, yeah, I don't think it has as high of a uh, uh, vitamin value as uh, your spring mixes. It tastes like water to me. It's not really a, a 
much of a flavor to me. Yeah, we never really bought a lot of romaine lettuce in our lives until recently, because it, it is kind of like a filler. It can make like the good lettuce last longer by kind of mixing it in. That was kind of our plan, but yeah. But uh, no, I don't think I'm. But also bu- because of the contaminants, and we really like to play a risk. We like, yeah, we like playing uh, romaine roulette with our bodies. Yeah. Like, will I shit my fun? pants today after I eat the salad? I don't know. Let's find out. Will I throw up? Will I projectile vomit in the middle of a meeting because I just ate a, a crappy salad? Well, my boss let me go home. Well, that's true. That's actually why we're doing it is because yeah. we enjoy playing that being game. home. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, what? What can I do today? What's outrageous? But like also like a fun trick to play on myself and maybe my coworkers or um anyone <laughs> this uh romaine roulette that's Ro- it romaine so it's weird that it's always romaine lettuce that has been recalled in in recent years yeah i mean there's been other like foods that have been recalled for the same reason really for e coli uh wasn't it wasn't it E. coli that the Jenny O. ground turkey was recalled recently or something? Possibly. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But Stuff. Of, but of your salads, it's been the E. coli, or it's been the romaine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did some research about why uh, what why romaine lettuce. Like, why is this happening, right? Yeah, please enlighten me, because so, I have no idea. Yeah, so there's no real, like, the CDC has not said this is specifically why this is happening, but... From what I've read, uh, romaine lettuce is primarily grown in Yuma, Arizona. That happens to be like the the epicenter okay. of where most of the nation's salad is grown. Um, and in it, the desert? Who knew? Yeah. And they use like uh, a very high-tech irrigation system that includes like lasering of the crops to maximize the water getting into the crop oh my gosh it's very high tech and that the uh, irrigation system runs on a global gps system so like satellite gps to like make sure things are like covered it was really crazy right? holy crap yeah it's it's crazy Uh, all for lettuce it's very strange but um one of the one theory and i don't know if this is again it's just a theory because e coli is a bacteria that normally grows inside people's stomachs in animals mm-hmm. so like if an animal eats another animal carcass that could be how the infection kind of spreads okay so one of the theories is that near one of these large vast romaine growing areas there are also like slaughterhouses and uh, bovine activity happening uh-huh. and so someone so one of the theories is that some of this bacteria may have gotten into the water system. So then this bacteria is just spraying across because it's the recall. It's tons and tons of lettuce is being recalled. Uh So it's got to be a huge patch of stuff, you know? So that was one of the theories is maybe, well, maybe that's getting into the water supply somehow. So they need to start looking more at the source of how, how these plants are being grown, whether it's the soil or the water. Interesting. Right. And which is why earlier tonight I asked you about uh, stray voltage because we were talking about, I remember on a past episode we talked about stray voltage affecting cows, like lightning strikes near um, dairy farms causing uh-huh. milk production to be different and stuff like uh-huh. that. Yeah, I do kind of remember that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought about that, but. Yeah, so Arizona. It absolutely makes sense. Yeah, so Arizona and California are the two places where most of our salad comes from, most uh-huh. of our lettuce comes from. You would think, well, yeah, you would think that it would be 
grown somewhere where there was less desert, but it, mm. I mean, maybe it needs the maybe heat. there's more. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's where how it, I don't know. I don't know the landscape of all of Arizona. Yeah, and I don't know much about botany. Yeah. So I can't really speak to that. But yeah, so that was interesting to read why. Because I'm thinking, why is this happening with lettuce all the time? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Why isn't it happening with like lima beans or something? Right. Well, it's the thing. So it says here, the article says that this, you know, this romaine outbreak is just the tip of the iceberg. So are there other? And you'd mentioned the the Genio uh, turkey turkey situation. Uh, so there could be other, so this article is saying there's other, we're nearing more of these types of disasters happening within the, the food industry. So I wonder if, well, um, well, when we went shopping yesterday, there, there were a lot of other things that were not on the shelf either. Like we're going to buy like a head of cauliflower or something. Right. And there weren't any left. Like the ones that were left were like. Mini ones, yeah. So there, there so was are people a lot of... buying those to, to compensate, or is there something that we don't know? Right, is there more <laughs> things happening? Right, the supplies. They were just tightening. like take them off the shelves. Well, and and not to be political, because we don't like to be political on the show. Right. But uh, there was an article that I came across where it talked about uh, in the last six months there have been there's been a lot of deregulation in the food industry. Okay. And people are saying, is this a part of what's oh, I see. causing things to happen? Okay. Are people are things getting sloppy because of lack of regulation? Okay. And it's causing our food supply to get infested with more and more stuff. Which is absolutely something we can't have. No, we, we, we have a lot of people to feed. We do. And uh, and a lot of hungry people out there. Yeah, absolutely. And the food we export around the world too. So yeah. we're not just and import and import, right? Yeah, I mean, we, Haas avocados. Delicious. <laughs> I love them. They are fantastic. <laughs> or the fish that's grown in China in a dirty pond that we is then frozen and available in our grocery stores. Or the the ones that are sold by fishmongers who put googly eyes on them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those There's, are good. They're delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so, so fresh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very scary because we could be on the verge of more of this kind of stuff happening. And then what do we eat? Then we're just going to be eating like Fast space food. food. Space food. You're right. Let's uh, we'll astronaut ice cream for everybody. Yeah. Whoa. That's not yeah. so bad. Astronaut ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I yeah. I try to pump myself up about it. It worked. It worked. Fake it till you make it. Hey, can we talk about iced tea? Sure can. <laughs> so you're telling me, iced tea. Yes. Who lives in New York? Correct. Is he is he's from Bronx? Well, he was he's from I believe he was born in New Jersey. Okay. Lived in New York City for a few years as a youngin, but then but then kind of he's kind of known as being like a West Coast guy. Like he kind of oh, okay. was a um a LA guy for most of his life. Cuz when he talks like he has a certain sort of cadence about his voice, so I mm-hmm. kind of just took it as like a a little bit more of a New York accent, but maybe it's just because my brain is like, he's on Law & Order SVU, which takes place in New York, therefore yeah. he has a New York accent. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of always had that um, that particular pattern. So, I mean, if he's from Jersey, he has a little bit of an accent, yeah. I would think. right, and I don't know how compared long... Compared to us, I guess. Right, and I don't know how long he lived there for before being on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so he, apparently he's never had a bagel or had coffee before in his life. 
Hmm. Does that seem hard to believe? Yeah, coffee smells so good. How I mean, can you just turn it down like that? I mean, not just because he's a famous person with access to coffee and bagels at any time, but also they played a police officer or plays a police officer. Mm-hmm. And he also play. He also lives in New York, or I would assume. Uh, do you think SVU films in New York, or do you think it? They must though, right? Because the exterior shots are definitely yeah, in New York, they, definitely New York City. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I haven't. Let's uh, send our questions straight over to Dick Wolf. <laughs> Do you film on set? I'm emailing dickwolf at gmail.com right now. <laughs> Dear Dick. <laughs> honk, honk if you're down to clown, first of all. <laughs> That's Wait, an immediate reply. He already, hadn't even hit send he, yet. I, I'm still typing and he just wrote back. <laughs> That's the power of clowning. <laughs> it's just a picture of a goose. What? <laughs> I don't think he understands the honk honk. He just sent me a picture of Ice-T wearing a sequin vest. Okay. (laughs) Mm, Interesting. Huh. I don't know much about Ice-T other than his music career, Um, his wife named Coco, and uh, his uh, law and order career. Like no. that's that's about that's all I know about Ice-T. I don't know anything about him personally. Oh, his uh, he he likes to game. Yes. Because his Twitter handle is final level. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was a big fan of Ice-T's music <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. Tell me about that time that you bought an album or your parents bought you an album. Ice-T. Yeah. Right? yeah. Have we talked about this before? I forget. But I we, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. No. Yeah. I remember like it must have been probably, I don't know, like in the very early 90s. Uh Ice-T had an album. Kevin, you haven't talked about the 90s in a while, please. I know, it's been a while, so this is this feels good. Yeah. Um, you know, the 90s, we were all wearing sequins. Um, yeah, bedazzle. There was an album, I think it was called Power, it was, and on the cover it had Ice-T and his then-wife, Darlene, I believe her name was, mm-hmm. and then somebody else, and I forget, maybe his DJ, I can't remember. But, um, so Darlene is standing there in like a bikini, like a bikini and then <laughs> ice t's got like his hand like his arm behind his back and then so anyway so you flip the album over and she's wearing like a thong bikini she's right? wearing, so you see her butt and then ice t's got like an uzi behind his back and then i think the other guy has something i can't remember um but i got this album for christmas <laughs> <laughs> and just imagining your mom buying this album is yeah. so funny to me like the idea that my parents like i don't i guess i mean mom and dad i'm sure went shopping together but the both of them at like the record store at the mall like going like hey um do you have iced tea power on vinyl you know what i mean like it just seems so and then looking at the album and seeing a guy with a newsie a bikini lady and being like yep i'm gonna give this to my son on Jesus's birthday, <laughs> <laughs> I can I could see your mom being like, "Oh my god," and giggling, and then your dad just being like, "Well, honey, this is what he wants. This is what he's into, and that's okay." But it, it's funny to think of like the other because there were other years too. Like I remember there was a another ice uh, ice cube. There was a oh the other ice the other ice mm-hmm. there was a he had an album called kill at will was the name of the album uh-huh. and it was like an ep it was like maybe like six or seven songs on it so that year that that album came out the cassette tape of kill at will was in my christmas stocking <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. i got up first because i was very excited as, as i am every year for christmas this still happens so i was the first person up 
And the rule in the and at my parents' house was if you're if you get up before everybody else, you can't open anything, but you can open up your stocking. So they would always kind of put stuff in the stocking to keep me entertained for a little while. Mm -hmm. So in my stocking was a cassette tape of Ice Cube's Kill It Will, which I promptly put into my Walkman and sat in the living room listening to Ice Cube's Kill It Will on Christmas morning. How old are you, Kevin? As my parents slept. Oh, well, when did that album come out? Probably in the, it was probably like 92, 93, so... I, don't know, I was in high. I was in high school. Yeah. Or just starting high school. It's not like you were tiny, Kevin. No, you I wasn't were... like a teen. I wasn't like a t- tiny kid. But so I was probably twelve. I don't know something like that. I, I don't want to do math. Ninety two. Thirteen. I don't want to say. I, I'm old. Okay. I was Fifteen. No, I don't know. I was a young teenager, probably. Okay. Right? Gotcha. So, uh, but yeah, just listening to Kill It Will mm-hmm. as my parents slept on mm-hmm. Jesus's birthday. <laughs> but the idea that they had to go out and like I had a Christmas list and was like, all right, I want Ice Cube's Kill It Will. And, like my parents had to go out and find these things and like they're not, not going to know what it is until they see it. No, and I remember too, my parents. Uh, I when uh, Nine Inch Nails first came out, uh, Pretty Hate Machine, I wanted because I loved, I loved it, loved what I heard on the radio. And, um, so my, I remember my parents being like, we had to go to like three or four record stores at the mall. And they were like, they're like, I never heard of Nine Inch Nails before. And then looking back on it, like after Nine Inch Nails became really popular, I wonder if like the people that worked at this record store were like, well, goddamn, if those weren't the two hippest 40 year olds (laughs) I've ever seen, they they knew about Nine Inch Nails before we did. (laughs) They should be running this place. I know, trendsetters. (laughs) That's them. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So iced tea and bagels. <laughs> Does he know what he's missing? Like I don't know. Well, maybe there's been maybe an update to the story. Maybe maybe after the story broke. Maybe it's just not into he bread. Broke, he broke bread. Yeah, maybe maybe he's on a low carb thing right now. I don't know. Bagels are amazing. Is iced tea keto? I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, you said it kind of like iced tea. Like, <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do a bad iced tea impression. I know, I know. It's easy to do one. Yeah. But it's uh, yes, I understand. I just, I love him. He's, he's great. A, he's the greatest. Mm-hmm. He's the he's a, a real Renaissance man. Yeah. He he can rap. He can act. Yep. And whatever that third thing is that he does. <laughs> <laughs> Great with the ladies. That third yet to be determined thing. Um, oh, Kev. I. The the what is happening? Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark, and say that iced tea has never had a bagel or a coffee. All right. Well, you are 100% correct. That is the real article. Really? Yes. Oh my god. I was very excited to see this and I would have I because you didn't talk about it at all this week because this has been an online story the past week or so, week or two. I because we haven't talked about it, I'm guessing that you, you had, were confident that I had that you hadn't seen, come across no, it because I, hadn't. I because I know that you love iced tea as much as I do. <laughs> and because we haven't and then when I saw this, I cut my mouth shut because I wanted to see if this would play out. So this was all over the internet this past week. Uh, this is an article from Spin. This is their their coverage of uh, of the story. Ice T says he never had a bagel or coffee. So this is from uh, November 9th. Okay, that's what my article is from. No way, really? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm pretty man. sure because it references. Oh no, November 21st. Oh, sorry. Well, I think another thing that I was looking at. Never mind. Go yeah. ahead. So this is the article from Spin.com. 
Uh, last night's episode of Law & Order SVU featured Ice-T's character, Finn, holding a cinnamon raisin bagel. And today, several of his Twitter followers raised the important question, why cinnamon raisin? Ice-T explained that's how the writers wrote the scene, then dropped the following revelation. I've never eaten a bagel in my life. <laughs> People were pretty shocked. Yeah. Bagel truthers slammed Ice-T's mentions so hard. Bagel that... truthers? <laughs> this is serious. This is serious. Uh, slammed Ice-T's mentions so hard that he had to ask everyone to chill. What's so... wrong with cinnamon raisin? That's delicious. <laughs> no. This is what Ice-T re- response was to all the Twitter, uh, all the messages he was getting. White people, don't lose your effing minds because I've never <laughs> eaten a bagel. Take it easy, LOL, he wrote. Yet minutes later, the rapper and actor stoked the fire by adding, I've never drank a cup of coffee either. Go crazy. (laughs) That's right. He's a latte man. (laughs) He's he's an ice latte man. (laughs) Uh, No, he's a... He's a tea man. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a real missed opportunity. Despite his stage names, both claims are pretty wild. Ice Tea is named after legendary pimp turned author Iceberg Slim, not the beverage. So it's not like he just prefers tea. Good right. timing on your uh, commentary there, Thank Tiffany. You. Thank you. He also lived in New Jersey until middle school and has worked on film sets since the 1980s, both places rife with bagels. It should also be said that Ice-T is 60 years old. So these are all things that's... Did that just blow your mind that, that Ice-T is 60? That blew my mind. <laughs> you froze when I said Ice-T was 60. You like, you like went to another place. You became Weary Willie for a second there. <laughs> that blew my mind more than knowing that he has never had a bagel or coffee. Knowing that he's 60 years old. Ice-T is 60. It appears, though, that Ice-T is simply a man who prefers a different round breakfast snack. Danish. Punctuating the debate, he tweeted, I do like jelly donuts. This concludes your close. This concludes your report on the last good Twitter account. If you have any evidence of Ice T eating bagels, please email and the author gives his email address. So, um after all this broke, Ice there was Ice T did post a video where he did eat a bagel for the first time. <laughs> did he like it? Uh I didn't watch I it. I hope he got like like a New York style bagel yeah. with Cream, cream cheese. cheese. Oh, cream cheese. Ugh. Everything bagel with cream cheese. Veggie cream I cheese. I want that strawberry bagel or the cream cheese, strawberry cream cheese bagel concoction that I had last time we were in New York. That was the yeah. best freaking bagel I've ever had in my life. That was really and good. And it was the cutest little place. And they were so busy, but it was like... Yeah, it was like right across the street I would go there every day Madison's and be garden. so fat if I went. <laughs> it was just, it's so good. Yeah, it was really good. I think I would stop in just to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe like once a month treat myself to one of those fancy... Yeah. Not even fancy, but like... Just a good bagel. Delicious bagel yeah. cream cheese schmear. I know we have cream cheese in the refrigerator, but we don't have bagels. And I wish that we did because I really want one now. Oh, yeah. Can we make bagels? Can we make them real quick? <laughs> yeah, let's just whip that up. Whip up the dough. I, I, we have yeast. I don't know if we need yeast. I don't know. Uh, and then you uh, boil them, and then you... Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I'll just run out and grab us some bagels. Yep. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it. We did it. We we completed another episode. I hope episode. you guys are captivated by... A, blinging pigeons and iced teas aversion to bagels and coffee romaine lettuce romaine lettuce we covered it all here we really did we really ran the gamut of news real headlines fake headlines 
real comedians. That's Kevin. <laughs> hey, you're pretty funny yourself, you know. Thanks. I'm not. I don't consider myself a comedian. Either do I'm I. I'm just a performer. I mean, of myself. <laughs> I myself a comedian. I'm not a comedian. I'm I don't get up there and do that. Yeah, I don't think you can call yourself a comedian until you've. I don't know. I don't know what the right benchmarks are, so I don't, I don't call myself a comedian. I just I'm like a guy. I make some jokes sometimes. That's what. That's what my profession is. <laughs> he makes some jokes sometimes. That's what he does. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, check us out over on Twitter at FakeHeadPod, Facebook and Instagram at FakeHeadlinesPodcast. And you can always email us at FakeHeadlinesPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, subscribe to the show here on, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, or just leave the stars. We don't care. It just helps our visibility in the uh, Apple marketplace. And uh, wherever you're listening from, if it's on Laughable, if it's on Google Podcasts, if it's on Stitcher or TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you're hearing us. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, if they give you the option to give a review, if you'd be so kind to take a couple seconds and give us a rating, you don't have to go crazy. We'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. You guys have been so great. Anything else you'd like to... I think that's it. I literally went on a, on a roll there. Yeah, that like you covered every base Yeah. and the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think Is that, that's, that's a sports it. reference, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Okay, bye.